0: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Maggie Palmer. Hello, Maggie. Hey, Sarah. How goes life in Ohio? It's
1: good. It's very warm today. (laughs) Uh, We're having a tropical blast, is what they're calling it. And uh, it's just lovely.
0: (laughs) The palm trees are
1: swaying. You've got your bathing suit on. Yeah. (laughs) I actually had to come inside to record this because everyone is just (laughs) out and about and
0: in their bikinis yeah that the pool volleyball game was just making way too much noise
1: it was getting a little rowdy yeah there's some my ties happening
0: so so actually in the true true universe uh your kids are home because of the polar vortex which i know we're going to get into with one of our guests but so all three of your kids are they home today
1: Yes. I tied them up in the basement. (laughs) Um, The dog is in charge. And we're just going to see how it goes.
0: (laughs) Did you gag them? Just, uh, you know, bind their hands and feet? Of (laughs) course I did. I'm on a
1: podcast. Come on. I can't have anything ruining it.
0: Oh my gosh. So the twins, my twins who are in eighth grade, have an assignment in language arts that they have to they have to work on a podcast like they have to make up their own podcast I don't believe they need to record it even though I keep on saying come on we can go down to the basement and we can record and they look at me like that doesn't sound very fun mom so uh Daphne's being very tight-lipped about what her podcast is about but John is doing one about the John Binet Ramsey mystery
1: <gasps> oh he is so on trend I mean isn't that <laughs> Like everybody's into the murder podcast. Oh, and- yeah.
0: Yeah. So he goes straight for the true crime. So, yeah. oh, he has he just has a lot of theories. And oh, last night he said, he said, Mom, I've solved it. I'm like okay then. All they needed was one eighth grader in Oregon. All dateline, right? So he has. I mean, he's he has actually done a timeline of that evening of uh, when she uh, met her unfortunate demise, and found, he even looked up what time sunset was in Boulder, Colorado, on the day, uh, the last day that she was alive, because yeah. they definitely talked about somehow it being dark played into it and so maybe it was in the ransom note or i don't know something so he looked up to see so he knows that it happened after six forty-two, so or something like that I don't know. so we
1: have to tune in to
0: find out what happened i mm-hmm. obviously can't right i right. can't spoil it i can't ask you what happened and then i was telling him i was like oh my gosh i think that, i think it's on netflix that there's this really great um is it Playing jean Bonnet Ramsey. What's that? Casting jean That's what it is. Thank you, this Alex. Stunning. It is. It's an amazing documentary about. They act as if they are. They're in Boulder, aren't they? Mm-hmm. In the in the documentary, and they act like they are casting a play about Jean-Benoit. But it's more just kind of the documentarians wanting to see what people's opinions are and theories and oh, it's it's fascinating. It's cool because it's like not really about solving
2: it oh yeah no it's it's, just
0: about everything around it and and how it's in people's psyche yeah 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 so and then i told him that he needs to read um the book by oh gosh i could remember his name yesterday the guy who was so prominent in the oj simpson case he is uh he wrote a book um furlong is that his name um oh yeah, why am I why am I? Look look that up Alex. Mark, Mark yeah, Mark Furman. Furman, Mark, Mark Furman. Furman. Thank you. Team effort. Um I'm giving you that so you can put your your drink okay. on if you want. Yeah. So so anyway, so um but in happier notes at their school, John has the a dance showcase tomorrow evening that I'm very excited for. Ooh, uh, very nice. Yeah, so he's in dance 4, which is the highest level of dance there and so they do a couple numbers. And he's told me that he's not so sure about the modern number. He says, he thinks it's maybe just a little too out there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where they kind of like writhe around on the ground and, and you're just worried they're going to throw out their back. But then you remember (laughs) that they're like, 14 and that doesn't right. happen.
0: Right. Although John does complain about having a sore knee. And so he does, he's just always on the move at home. And I'm like, Hey, take it easy guy. You know, you got a big, big night coming up this week.
1: <laughs> well, maybe with the modern though, like if his knee goes out, it's just like part of it.
0: Part of it. Right. The, and there'll be some dissonant music. And then that's when the knee goes. <laughs> no
1: one would know. <laughs> like when you do the nutcracker, like somebody knows that you missed a move. Right.
0: Right. Oh, um, Oh my goodness. So, and then um, we've just been seeing lots of shows. Jack and I went to Seattle over the weekend to see the Broadway um, touring Broadway show, Dear Evan Hansen. And oh my goodness. Do you know about that play? I do. I mean, I haven't
1: seen the play. I've just mm-hmm. seen, you know, some of the musical numbers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It, I just had been looking forward to it forever. I'd wanted to see it so much that I'd thought about combining it with when a trip to go see my parents in Connecticut. And I was like, Okay, that's a little extravagant. I don't need to do that. Uh, um, And so so instead just bought tickets in uh, Seattle and Jack and I went up for an overnight because his birthday was Sunday. So we saw the play on Saturday night. So um, it was just kind of a nice getaway. And we never ever do that we never just like get a hotel room you know or go to the coast for the night or I don't know do you and Ryan do much with date nights or getaways I mean it's tough well for Ryan
1: is a big proponent of date nights and getaways mm-hmm. but I feel <laughs> like I don't know how your house works but my house is like he just kind of hangs out and has a beer mm-hmm. and then I'm like bathing the children because <laughs> if it's a new babysitter I'm worried you know that they're gonna be giving my kid a bath and then I like give them dinner I lay out the snacks you know oh. stuff that they're not gonna choke on and I'm, I'm like pounding coffee the whole time because I'm like we're definitely gonna be out past 10. Like, <laughs> I gotta I gotta get ready for this I got a caffeine up but we did just return from Cancun just right. the two of us we went for five days for a friend's wedding and it was no kids adult only wow uh, yeah the resort was adult only was oh crazy. boy
0: Wow. Yeah. And you're like, wait, wait, there's something missing here. What is it?
1: Oh, I do. I do miss them. Five days is a long time. It I is. do miss them. Yeah. But we had a great time. It was a beautiful wedding. Great time.
0: Oh, awesome. So yeah, I knew you had gone. I just thought it was a girl's getaway. So I didn't realize that Brian had gone with you.
1: Yeah, I decided to bring him because, like, somebody has to carry my bags, and then <laughs> somebody has to put sunscreen on my back. Right. <laughs> somebody has to pay for things. So. Ryan, take care of that. I, I'm going it's, out funny, to- it's like our joint account, you know. But they always like put it in front of him and kind of give him the wink. I'm like,
0: all right, it's
1: a joint account. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I, we're not much for date night. I don't know. Um I I like to go out with uh, friends because then I can enjoy the meal but at half the price to my family. Because it's not like it's not like I I can taste the food that's in Jack's mouth, you know. Like it's not it doesn't add to my actual dining experience itself to have him be enjoying the food as well. So, <laughs> although it's
1: a nice, nice company, yes, <laughs> it is. It is. Oh
0: yes, yes, yes. It's good to have conversation. And uh, we actually went out as a family on Sunday evening because, like I said, it was Jack's birthday, and so we um, I baked a cake, but we went out to dinner first. And John, our, again, the the dancing eighth grader, he said, can we do this like once a month, make it family dinner out night? And I'm like, oh, well, we could, we could look at, you know, we could think about that. I'm like, but that's really nice. And it did, it just, it it felt different. I don't know. I feel like maybe they've turned a corner and there wasn't so much bickering and moodiness because moodiness is the, the sucker of joy out of um, evenings out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: well. And you always so- say that about me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can go out, but.
0: If you're going to be like, moody, Maggie, I just don't want it, okay? Tack just- on that smile. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you're not the only one going to Mexico. Dimity and I are headed there on Saturday for the Rancho La Puerta retreat. Um, the weather looks like it's going to be exactly what it is here, which is about <laughs> 55 and rainy. But um, but we will be indoors taking all sorts of classes. I'm pretty doggone excited. And it was going to be my big dose of vitamin D. But then directly from you fly into San Diego to go to Rancho La Puerta. And directly from San Diego, I'm flying to Savannah to go check out Hilton Head for a possible 2020 retreat. Yeah. And I have never been to Hilton Head, so I'm very excited to see it. I just kind of feel like it has this allure and, you know, um, snazzy mystique about it.
1: Yeah, so, I've mm. been to Hilton Head once, but I was in high school and it was, mm. you know, like for a band trip. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the mystique was lost on me and my little piccolo. <laughs> oh, I don't remember much about it. I just remember charter buses and being like shuttled around and yelled at quite a bit.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'm going to be by myself. I mean... Uh, that uh, if nothing else, that's what I'm excited. About. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so I will be with um the guy who um is kind of oversees all these. Uh, he does marketing for all these different properties, and I used to um have some business dealings with him in Bend. Um, and so, which sounds far more nefarious than I really mean. I I was like, note to self, ask about that later. (laughs) Uh, so anyway, so Eric, he's a great guy. He's, uh, we're good buds. And so he'll be out there. So he'll be showing me around some, and then one of our Bammer bastards, Carrie lives in South a town in South Carolina near Hilton head. So she and I are going to have dinner together on Friday night. And then we're running the Hilton head. We have bibs for the Hilton head half marathon. I'm pretty sure she's going to run the whole thing. I just want to get a flavor for what the race is like. And I don't feel I'm really in half marathon shape. So I'll see. I'll, I'll make a game day decision whether I run the whole thing or not, but otherwise yeah. I'm just going to go in and run part of it, take a bunch of pictures and then duck out. So, that sounds great yeah although I've never walked off a race course I don't know I don't I let me I'll, I'll ponder that on the cross-country flight to decide whether I can do <laughs> that or not
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I've seen people do it I've seen them just kind of sneak around the side but yeah
0: and maybe it's not a big enough you know if there were a lot of people it would be kind of like oh don't mind me so maybe I can wait until it's the crowd thins out a little bit and then just saunter away um, disappear at a water station.
3: <laughs>
1: just, just don't make a big production. Like I'm just going over here right. to get my water. Oh, I dropped it and you throw it into the bushes. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. But I'm very excited. I figure so if I don't get sunshine and vitamin D when I'm in Mexico, then hopefully South Carolina will provide it for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, today's show, I have been wanting to do this one for more than a year, and finally it is happening. Uh, We have three guests. They are all founders of um, or heads of a women's running group, including Carissa Johnson, founder of Moms on the Run, and Pam Burris, head mama of Moms Run This Town. Maggie and I will chat with one after another of them right after this brief break. Stay with us. Our first guest is Carissa Johnson. She's a mom of three. Carissa founded Moms on the Run a little over a decade ago and started launching franchises in 2012. Carissa and her family live in currently frigid Blaine, Minnesota. Uh, Dimity and I cheered at the Twin Cities Marathon at the Moms on the Run cheer station around mile 21 last October with Carissa. So welcome, Carissa. So glad to finally have you on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to cheer with you guys at the marathon. Yeah, you guys, had qu- you guys had quite the station set up. Yeah, super fun. We do that every year. We have so many runners in those events. And do you all are you always right about the same spot? Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. That's when it gets tough, right? We got to get them through those last
0: few miles. No doubt. No doubt. Sort of toward the top of Summit. So congratulating them for that yeah. long, slow climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you got to start by telling us, how stinking cold is it there in Minnesota?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, negative 50 <sighs> is the air temp right now. Um, I think negative 30, 29 or 30 is just the air temp or, you know, the you know, the straight temp. And then with chill, yeah. it's over, it's like negative 50 right now. So we are indoors staying that way. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I have to tell you that I heard on NPR this morning that um, at the top of Mount Everest, it is typically minus 30 so it is colder where you
2: are Ah, that's wonderful yeah that's wonderful I I mean last thing people were joking about how it was colder than Antarctica and you know so definitely not our norm but at the same time we're used to staying indoors in January right 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 right
1: I know I kind of feel like we had it coming because I'm in northeast Ohio right now and um, and I have been saying like oh no my magnolias are budding I hope I hope we get some cold weather so they don't get confused and now everyone's like making me eat my words. All right. Okay. I get it. Um, So let's talk about you. Uh, I also have three children and I was just telling Sarah they're tied up in the basement. Um, the dog is supervising so I could
2: be on my podcast but you had three kids in four years yeah yep and you know that was certainly a challenge at the time (laughs) but you know we got out of the diapers and car seats stage faster that way and they you know obviously it's fun having them grow up close in age so it's all good had a few hard years there
1: (laughs) yeah and can you tell us more about your fitness and running background and how this all started
2: Sure. Yeah. I have been running as long as I can remember since I was about nine years old. And it was just always the one sport that came naturally to me, I guess. One thing I felt like I could do and do well at. And I, you know, was a in cross country in junior high and high school and then just kind of started running a little bit less, you know, once I got onto adult life and didn't run as much in college, still did occasionally. Uh, You know, once I was having kids, it wasn't happening much at all anymore. And Mm -hmm. when I got through that three babies in four year stage, I just really wanted to find a way to get back into that. Um, In college, I did pursue fitness for my career. I have an exercise science background, graduated from U of M. And so I started out in a fitness career helping with corporate wellness. I worked downtown at a big insurance company in their wellness program and I got to be a trainer, and instructor and all the stuff I loved. Um, But when it was time to think about, you know, having kids and I wanted to be able to do something I could work from home, I decided to become an independent personal trainer. And so I did that for, A couple of years and then when I was actually having kids (laughs) I found I wasn't having time to work out anymore and that's what fueled all of this I guess just realizing that other women were going through that too we were in that stage of life where it was hard to make ourselves a priority anymore Mm -hmm. and that was definitely what fueled the start of all this is just wanting to help other women get back into fitness and finding something for themselves again after having kids. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: then, I mean, how, like, how did you, did you just like put up some signs at the gym to be like, Hey guys, and, and, uh, you know, take us down to the nitty gritty. How did it all happen?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I started by teaching classes for moms and babies in a park and yeah, it was just flyers. It was just me, uh, paper flyers, putting Mm -hmm. them in mailboxes, you know, in the newspaper compartment or whatever. I just did a lot of marketing that way. And so pretty grassroots at first, it was just kind of getting the word out any way I could. And this was really before much social media, you know, (laughs) when just the younger people were on social media, it was really before we all got into that much. And so it was very much uh, paper flyers. And I did a class for moms and babies in a park and I loved it, but I found young moms hard to market to as well. Hmm you know, as they all wanted to come, but it was their baby's nap time or whatever, you know, it was just a challenge to get enough women who could do it regularly. Um, At one of those classes, one of my members said that she wanted to train to run a 5k. And everyone immediately jumped on board. They all were like raising hands, like, I want to do that too, you know. (laughs) And it was just exciting to see, well, to see their excitement. They all seemed like this is something they wanted to do. And, you know, with my Personal training background and running background, it just seemed up my alley like, oh, I can totally create a 5K training program. We can do this. And so that was in the fall. And in that next spring, I planned for my first 5K training class. And we had 26 women sign up the first year.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And this was in a small town. I lived in Forest Lake, Minnesota at the time, a little bit further north of the city. So it was just about 13,000 people. And I was just amazed at the turnout for that. Mm -hmm. Um, The first year went amazing. We had a really successful season. And then the second year, we had 54 women. Nice. And I had women driving an hour to get there. (laughs) Wow. And I just felt bad. (laughs) So I was like, oh no, we need to have this everywhere. And that, after that second year, I went kind of crazy. I don't know if I would do it the same way. Uh But that's when we opened all around the Twin Cities. And I just, started hiring coaches and getting all the help I could so that we could serve more women. Nice. Because
0: how many states are you in now?
2: Uh, We are in six states, going Mm -hmm. on seven or eight pretty quickly here. So yeah, outside of Minnesota now. Nice, nice,
0: nice so i I do have to say it makes me chuckle a little because i you've told me several times and people will know you that you, that you're a self- described introvert yet here yeah. you are here you are starting a running group like aren't you, you know, how do, how do those two juxtapose against each other
2: you know that's a really good question i I do enjoy being around other people for sure, and you know I think it's just it's something that's put me out of my comfort zone all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. but it's been great for me. It's been a good challenge and it's just, it's just allowed me, you know, I, I definitely have an extroverted side and that I do enjoy being with other people. And so uh-huh. it's definitely, it's just somehow worked. I don't know. It's a really mm-hmm. good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in speaking about people and and camaraderie and all that, it looks like the moms on the run mantra is fitness, fun, and friendship. So yeah. talk, talk about how that's the driving force behind Moms on the Run.
2: You know, I feel like it's my customers and our members that have made it what it is and turned it into that. Um, you know, you kind of start your business with what you think it's going to be and then mm-hmm. you're customers tell you otherwise. They're like, no, this is what we're going to be. Um, you know, I definitely started with a fitness focus. It was it was about losing weight after baby. It was getting back into shape, getting back into running um, very much. I wanted to help people reach their fitness goals. But what I found was what was even more rewarding to me and what I felt like other people were experiencing was how it was changing their relationships hmm. and bringing new relationships into a stage of life where it's hard to focus on anything. But, you know, kids and work, if you're doing both, it's like you have your priorities and it's really hard to fit in the fun and <laughs> to fit in the friendship part, right? So. Yeah we just noticed that, you know, people might be joining us because they want to lose weight or get back into shape, but they're staying because they're making lifelong friends Mm -hmm. and it's changing their life. And it was just really rewarding to see those come together in the early years of the business. And just to see how much, how many people were making these really strong relationships in the program, you know, best Mm -hmm. friends in the program. Mm -hmm. And I just I felt like that was a good theme to carry on like this is what we are all about because as women we are so busy and it's so hard to get in even your workout routine, let alone time with friends or Mm -hmm. time for yourself, you know, that me time that we all need. And I felt like our program was providing all three of those things. You know, I feel like we're helping people just in one hour twice a week, or of course they can join us more if they'd like, but we recommend joining us at least an hour twice a week. And in that hour twice a week, we can do so much for them. We can Mm -hmm. really help them to find all three of those things, fitness, fun, and friendship.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Can you um, take us through kind of a typical running workout that you might um, do with your group?
2: Sure. Yeah, our program um, started out very seasonal because of the fact that, you know, we started in Minnesota (laughs) and we started out only running six months out of the year. And, you know, we started kind of doing our annual programming cycles around our season. Now, now that we're in Florida and going to Texas, we're you know trying to alter that so that we have just a greater number of options year round. We allow our franchisees that are in the South to alter programming in a way that works for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so right now what I'm going to talk about is our main program that no matter what the weather, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of our locations can do it. And that is our 18 week signature training program. Mm -hmm. It started out as a 5k training. And so we have a schedule that just really works for people brand new to running. Obviously, most training programs don't take 18 weeks Uh to build to a 5k. But we really want to appeal to all levels. We want women who've never run before to know that they can do this. And we use a really gentle progression with our walk-run intervals to help women get into that first 5K. Now, at the same time, we have a lot of intermediate and becoming advanced runners as well because they've stuck with us all these years. And so we definitely offer really great intermediate training programs. Mm. We still focus a lot on interval training. We feel like it's great for your speed. It's great for your cardiovascular fitness, for your metabolism. So in a typical class, we are going to do a dynamic warm-up. We're going to do, you know, that kind of active stretching before we hit the trails Mm -hmm. and then our cardio run in a basic class is about 30 minutes which is walk run for some jog run run sprint whatever Mm -hmm. fitness level we have coaches for all levels and then we finish the class by doing some strength training Mm -hmm. we used to have that be optional and we just noticed how much better our women started doing once we built it in just Mm. kind of required like we want you to stay after class and get the strength moves in because we want you to get injured less and we want Mm -hmm. you to be strong and it's really going to help your running to do the strength training and so we do include that now as part of our class the strength training and then we end with stretching and education Mm -hmm. so you know we sit around and stretch but we also talk about you know shin splints or improving performance with nutrition or whatever the topic might be that day Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of one of our main structures and then we also allow our franchisees to use our brand to do lots of other fitness formats so throughout the year they might be doing a yoga for runners indoor or outdoor depending on the season um you know they might be doing a uh, hit boot camp or something like that. So, we do offer a lot of fitness formats, uh-huh. but of course, our sweet spot is the running. And m- much of the year, we offer at least some type of running program. And right now in Minnesota, we will not be running today, <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a polar run club that's pretty hardy. You know, we do get out there when it's zero, um, down to zero. Uh, wow. uh-huh. You know, so we do have people that run year round now, but we definitely want to offer seasonally other options that work for women as well. So,
0: and it's not always aiming toward a race, is it?
2: No, you know, we do our main eight week, 18-week uh, 5K geared training. We definitely are making that geared towards a race. I mean, there's an end goal and we're all working towards this event together. And in the Twin Cities here, we put on a big annual race. The mom's on the run 5K and 10K oh. at the end of every August. Uh-huh. And so that's a really fun event. And, you know, we do encourage the franchisees that aren't in the Twin Cities that, you know, to still form their season around a race and have that common goal that you're working towards at the end. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the year, is not necessarily race focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we're,
0: so yeah. and y- you all scored a major coup recently, landing Olympian Carrie Tollefson as your national fitness director. That was yeah. bi- big news. Very exciting. So what is Carrie's role in the organization?
2: Yeah. Carrie is our fitness director. So she's overseeing our programming now. You know, we run everything by her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that we put out there from a fitness standpoint. She is creating our intermediate and advanced training programs. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's really exciting to have her expertise there and, Mm -hmm. you know, to know that we're going to be able to keep challenging our intermediate runners in the program and our advanced runners. So that is her primary role. She also does some fun PR type stuff for us. She does, you know, we usually have a training tip almost weekly,
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, training tip Tuesday. We mm-hmm. put her out on our blog and website uh, and Facebook. We have like a little video of demonstrating exercise or for example, very fitting for this week, yesterday, she did a video on layers and proper <laughs> layering. So That's been fun. She's also going to direct our national running retreat. We're putting on our first national running retreat this November. Yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That is open to all women and we're just really excited to have her in charge. Uh, She does a lot of events like that where she's the speaker Mm -hmm. and now she'll be obviously speaking at our retreat, but in charge of the whole thing and she has a lot of fun activities planned for us. Awesome. Awesome. That's
0: really exciting.
1: Um, You know, what's really neat too, is just hearing about how women solve problems in a way, (laughs) kind of like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted to do something beneficial. And now uh, you're in six states, right? And you're Mm -hmm. expanding to seven or eight, you mentioned. Yeah. So what, what are typical costs of the programs?
2: Yeah, so we do allow some flexibility for different demographics, you know, around the United States. So it's not like everyone has to have the exact same price. Mm -hmm. But typically, a running class is between five to $12 a class, and it just depends on your commitment level. So you know, those who are doing multiple times a week might be paying under $5 a class Mm -hmm. and not necessarily just running. They might also be able to use their membership to do some of our other formats at that rate, such as yoga for runners. So extremely affordable. And then, you know, those who are making a once a week commitment, they're still getting all the benefits of the program, but they're only coming to class once a week. They're paying closer to $12 a class. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to find options that work for all budgets and that also reward the regular participation for those who come very frequently.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, and you talked a lot about, you know, a big part of why women come to these running groups. And I did it. I was telling Sarah earlier, um, when I had babies, cause the same thing, I just wanted to get out of the house, make some friends. It's so hard to make mom friends and it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, at least if they're running, I'm kind of like, I'm getting my exercise, but I'm getting my friendships cause I work from home and yes. uh, I'm sure people at grocery stores are sick of Talking to me, (laughs) we so we have to imagine there's some really amazing friendships that have been formed at
2: Moms on the Run. Do you have any um, standout friendships you can think of? Oh gosh, there's so many. (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's these are the women that end up bringing you meals when you have a baby. They are so supportive of each other. They it feels like the whole team becomes best friends. But yeah, I can think of particular examples where. Women have helped each other through cancer and mm. just really been there through difficult family times, um, children born with special needs. Um, I can think of, you know, the women that were in my very first class 10, I guess we're going on 11 years ago. <laughs> uh-huh. They're still best friends. Like they do camping trips together with their families. <laughs> and They all met in the class. And so it's so exciting. Like every time I see them tagging each other on Facebook, it's just like, wow, this is still happening. Like they really are lifelong best friends. So definitely those are the stories that inspire us to keep going. Is just knowing how many more women need that in their lives. And I really feel like the benefit of working out with your friends, killing two birds with one stone, that's Mm -hmm. that's awesome in Mm -hmm. today's crazy schedules.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Krista, for joining us yeah. and uh, good luck expanding
2: to those new states. So thank um, you so t- much, Sarah. Thanks for having me. And thank you, Maggie. Yeah. And stay warm. Thank you. Oh, I will definitely <laughs> be trying to do that.
0: <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Bye Sarah. Our next guest is Pam Burris, the head mama who started moms run this town She got the party started in 2010, and now MRTT has chapters across the country and internationally. Pam joins us from the Atlanta area. Good to have you on, Pam. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
1: Hey, Pam. This is Maggie. Um, I have to start with our normal intro
3: question here. (laughs) Tell us how many kiddos and ages. I have two children. Uh, One just turned nine, and the other one just turned five.
0: All right. So they are at the same school then? Uh, No,
3: actually, my five-year-old starts kindergarten next year, and I feel horrible... For saying this, but I am like counting down the days. <laughs> he's in pre-K right now. And even actually, as we speak, um, I had my across the street neighbor, who's also my best friend, had to pick him up from pre-K and she's taking him to McDonald's just to keep him out of the house so that we won't hear kid noise. Oh my gosh. I feel like he would be
1: friends with my five-year-old. Oh my gosh. He's, he's a lovely child, however. They can yeah. go to the ball dot, pit dot, together. Dot. <laughs> that, that's my intro to my little Finn
3: as well. Yes. Yes.
0: All right, Pam. And the other question we asked everybody is, uh, what's your running background?
3: Um, my running background. Um, let's see. My first memory of running was lying about doing the mile race in uh, <laughs> high school. So I absolutely hated running. Um, I dreaded it. I was terrified of it. I thought that I was awful with, uh, with it. And um, when we were doing the track around, we had to do four times around and uh, I made it twice around. And he was like, is this your last lap? I'm like, uh, yeah. So I did one more <laughs> lap and I was done. So yeah. skip forward, that was high school, skip forward years later. And my um, uh, a lot of my cousins and stuff would do the Peachtree Road Race, which is the world's largest 10K. Yeah. And they would always come back with their t-shirts. It was advertised on TV. It was um, videoed on TV and stuff. And uh, I was like, you know what? I would love to do that one day. So um, I kind of worked my way up and that was my goal. And once I did that, I was hooked on running. I was like, wow. oh, this is awesome. So then I kind of became a runner, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Say that with more emphasis, you know, with more certainty. <laughs> I,
3: know, I know. Well, it's, and it's funny because I, I always felt like you had to run a certain pace to be called a runner or you had to do um, a certain distance or you had to do a certain amount of races. So I, it, it took me a while to actually say I am a runner
2: yes. and um,
3: it's kind of been a learning process for me. And, you know, every once in a while, like, I, I'll go a few months without running. And I'm like, am I still running? I'm like, yeah, I'm still a runner Cause I can still pick up and I can go and no matter what pace I'm at now, or what distance I could go now, I can still do it.
0: You know, yep. So, Yep. 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 We, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think we could, I think there could be a whole program about that. Just getting people to uh, proclaim themselves a runner. Cause that exactly. that's almost half the battle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So if you take us back to the beginning of moms run this town, it sounds like um, as, is the case with a lot of people. You started something because you wanted something like it. You couldn't find it. And you thought, well, I'll just create it myself. So
3: how did that thought process work? Absolutely. So um, when I first started running, I actually started with the breast cancer three day and I was training. um, I signed up with a friend and we started kind of training together walking and um, we just kept kept adding more people that were training for it too in our town. So even having that bond of, people to train with, and you know, other women, um, that kind of set that in my head like, wow, this is really fun to train you know, with other people, with like-minded people, and with other women. Well then, um, I started signing up for local 5Ks and trying to do those, then like I said, I did the Peachtree Road Race, uh, and was kind of running on my own, um, just because I didn't really have that group anymore. They were, you know, a lot of the breast cancer three-day girls had kind of done their own thing, and they weren't running um so i missed that and then uh after i had my daughter um i tried to start running again i noticed one of my other friends mom friends uh started running and um i kind of like piggybacked off of her facebook post so every time i would see her run on facebook like i would go out and run too (laughs) she didn't know this but i was like virtually training with her but then um we started walking together uh me her and then two other of my mom friends and we were all pushing our strollers and I was like, God, this is fun. We should like make a group out of this, like a mom's walking group. And they're like, Yeah, yeah, Pam, you do that. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and so you know, it kind of sat there. And then we kept meeting up. And then we we did a 5K together. And I was like, No, really, we should have this like running club. And they're like, Okay, Pam, start it. Like, pick a name for it. Go, Wh- whatever. We'll do whatever you say. Okay. So I'm sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, You know what? What could this be? And it's funny because um, Mom's on the Run was actually one of the first names that came to me. So I and I used to be a web designer. So I go to the um, go to GoDaddy and uh, search for Moms on the Run. Okay, no, that's already taken. So I go Mm -hmm. through a few other names. Well, Moms Run This Town wasn't taken. I was like, oh, that kind of has like a double meaning. Like, you know, we run this town, but we actually physically run this town. Mm -hmm. So once that, you know, was available, I literally thought, okay, this is not just our town that this could happen in. This could happen in any town. town." So I started the website and just said, if you want to start a chapter, And click here, and it just became this national thing when it wasn't even a local thing. So then the next morning, I message all my friends. I'm like, hey, by the way, I started this running club for women. It's called Moms Run This Town. You know, tell your friends. And then it started.
0: Oh my goodness. And now your friends, do they still put you up to things or they're like, Oh, better not, you know, throw the gauntlet down for Pam. Cause she'll do it. <laughs>
3: exactly. And it's so funny because people will tag me on stuff on Facebook and it's all these crazy, um, you know, off the wall things where, um, people are climbing inside balls and I don't even know, like just weird stuff. And they're like, "Pam, <laughs> this looks like something you would do or like, if, you know, if there's ever anything random to purchase or, um, something random to do, start clubs, anything like that. They, they tag me and you know, are they, totally see me doing something like
0: that that's when you gotta start turning off the facebook notifications oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) um so how is moms run this town different than other in-person running groups for women
3: um i think one of the main things that sets us apart is that we're free Mm -hmm. and after doing this for what nine years now um a lot of people tell me you're crazy for doing it for free, you need to start charging your members and that's just something that I've always felt very passionately about is I feel like as a mom we have so much to pay for as is and I don't feel like you should have to pay to be a part of something and especially when it it helps you to kind of gain regain your identity. I think as moms we lose a lot of our identity um, with our kids because we focus on them and this is kind of a way to give back to ourselves. So I didn't want anybody to not be able to afford it. I didn't want anybody to not be able to participate. Um, I don't know. So I I think that's kind of one of the main things that that sets us apart. Um, The other thing is uh, we have our logo. We have probably 50 different versions of our logo uh, because we started off as a mom's running club. We found out that there were other women that – that weren't moms that, you know, whether they couldn't be moms or they chose not to be moms or they were dog moms. So we actually have a dog mom or a dog uh, mom's run this town logo. We have um, started (laughs) She Runs This Town, which is the same group, but it's just for women who don't want to wear the moms, you know, logo or whatever. Uh, And then we actually give that logo to our chapter leaders to make their own gear, um, to kind of promote their chapter and stuff like that. So it's just, um, I, I don't know. It's just like a, a free, as free as it can be, mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: That's, I mean, that's really great that you do that. Um, you know, I was gonna ask you about that because another mother runner has the same issue where are we mother runners or are we runners who are mothers or just runners? Well, right. there's a lot of women who are part of our tribe who exactly. are, you know, pet moms or have chosen not to be moms, but they really like the camaraderie of other women. Um, and the other thing that we know about MRTT is that you guys do a lot of volunteer work. So how how's that organized, just by chapter?
3: Yeah, I let the chapters uh, kind of team up with whatever they feel is important to them. So, um, you know, I've seen so many different chapters. Either they have a member that needs their help or support. Um, they've actually lost members. They've, they're members of lost husbands. They're members of lost children. There's been sicknesses, illnesses. Um, uh, events in the town where there's been attackings and uh, some mm-hmm. of the Moms Run the Town chapters have rallied around to raise awareness um, for like safety and running uh, running safety. Um, any type of big event or any anything that needs to be done in that area, I just kind of leave it up to the chapter leaders to decide what's important to them and what they're going to do for it. Um, you know, a lot of times they'll ask me permission, are we allowed to use the logo for this? Are we allowed to do this? Like, and typically my response is yes, because if it can help another or whatever it is in that city or town, that's one, like, I can't do that. I can't be everywhere. So I, and I want to help as many people as possible. So they are kind of like an extension of me, mm-hmm. um, being able to help and, and they can rally their troops better than I could. So I kind of leave that up to them. And then obviously if there's something that's on like a, a larger level, um, like when the Boston bombing happened, uh. I immediately said, okay, what can we do to raise money for this? And um, I kind of put together like this little logo and the logo started going viral and I was like, well, shoot, if everybody's using this logo, why not slap it on the shirt and raise money for that? Mm-hmm. So I teamed up with um, uh, an Asheville um, shirt designer and said, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what the cause is. Would you consider donating profits to the Boston bombing victims? And he was like, absolutely. We'll do the shirts at cost. Mm-hmm. Um, all the profits will go back to the organization. And within 16 hours, they completely sold out of every single shirt that they had um wow. they uh it almost it actually crashed their website quite a few times and we had $30,000 raised in about 16 hours
0: that's so, amazing wow
3: yeah so that's you know that's just little things that we can do to help give back mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so i saw you quoted pam uh somewhere as saying something about how quote running is a way to get yourself back yeah. and i th- I think that applies whether you're a mom or not, like a job or a living situation or, you know, a family health situation can be just as consuming as being a parent. So talk about how you witness running and what it can do for women in their lives.
3: Well, I think, um, just for me personally, like I, I remember when my daughter was born and I lived for her and it was birthdays, you know, over the top birthday parties and it was, um, school and being room mom and, you know, her outfits were nicer than mine. And so you just, you find yourself devoting all of your time and effort into making sure that they're healthy and happy and satisfied in life and cute and all this other stuff that you kind of lose sight of yourself and your, your clothing goes on the back burner, your needs go on the back burner. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of us moms let ourselves go because we're, we're focused less on ourselves than our children. And to me, running was a way to do something for myself and accomplish something for myself. Like it was me that was crossing the finish line. I'll grin my daughter was there um, when I crossed my first marathon finish line, but it was still something that I did and that I trained for. And it gave me kind of a sense of identity and, and a break from being a mom too. I mean, I could still mm-hmm. incorporate being a mom because she was still training with me a lot of times. But at the same time, it was still something that um, I did for myself. And it was a way to, you know, to get back healthy and to be
0: healthy for her. Uh uh Nice. Are your kids runners?
3: Uh, (laughs) Funny you say that. My daughter, this is the nine-year-old. They actually have a track club and um, it's called Wolves on the Run. (laughs) And fourth grade is the first year that they can actually do wolves. Maybe it's third grade is the first year that they can do it. So I get to fly her home, and I was—I've kind of been living for this, like ever since um, she started elementary school. And I was like, "Hey, baby, you, you know, you got the wolves on the run thing. Do you want to sign up for that?" She goes, "Um, mom, you love running. I don't love running. That is not my thing." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, fair enough." So, uh, no, um, she is not a runner. My five-year-old son, on the other hand, um, he's very hyperactive, and uh, anything fitness or jumping or running or whatever he's all about. So I think he's going to be my my athlete. We'll see. He hasn't gotten into running yet, but um, he uh, will walk up and down the street. My nanny lives on the back side of the neighborhood, which is probably about a mile away. And they got bored one day. So they literally walked from our house to her house and back. And he held up <laughs> like a champ. So <laughs> she's like, I, I have to get this kid's energy out. What yes. can we do?
1: We can walk two miles. <laughs>
3: yep. Yep. And it worked.
1: <laughs> okay. So I live in uh, Northeast Ohio and we have an MRTT group. Um, so there's quite a bit of magnet flipping yes. that happens
3: in my town. <laughs> they were actually the ones that started that.
1: Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. You've got you've to tell everybody what the
3: magnet flipping is all about. Okay. Well, first of all, I have to say that that's one thing I love about the moms from the town, chapter leaders and chapter members is I always thought that I was the most creative person ever. And how could I ever share or get people to feel that same passion, but our chapter leaders, they want up me all the time. So it's kind of (laughs) humbling, I guess, in a way, but it's amazing. So um, we had the, you know, just regular oval car magnets that you see anywhere. And uh, we, like I said, we have a bunch of different versions of those. Well, um, people started getting them and uh, one of the members in the Ohio chapter decided to flip it upside down. And they started this game that was the flipping game. So what you do is you if you see a mom's run this town magnet out on a car, you literally peeled off carefully from the car, flip it upside down. And the person who got flipped can't flip it back over until they go for a run or exercise. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of like a way to give them motivation. But it's also a way to say, hey, I passed by. And it's funny, because you can also meet people. So somebody will get flipped. And they'll say, I found this car in the so-and-so parking lot. Who is this? And then they're like, oh, that was me. Do you work out there? Yeah, I work out there. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, instant friends, even though they are in the same chapter, they may not have known each other oh. personally. So it's, it's pretty cool. And even the kids are getting into it. The husbands get into it. The husband's <laughs> like, I'll get, I'll see screenshots um, because I'm in a lot of the uh, moms in the same chapters, but I'll see um, pictures where they're like, my husband found this magnet at, at you know, Walmart or something like that. And um so it's pretty cool to see like the kids get all excited about it and the husbands get excited about it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun- like an Olympic sport in my town. It is.
0: <laughs> as long as we don't say that we're flipping someone off. I think it's exactly. I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and we <laughs> yeah, we have that. some shirts that we're doing um that says moms are in this town that's flipping awesome. Oh, so. <laughs>
0: nice. Very nice. Oh my gosh. Okay, so with no membership fee, how do folks get involved?
3: Uh, they can just go to momsrunthistown.com and click on local chapters. And um, you can type in your zip code and uh, find a chapter in your area. And mm-hmm. if there's not one in your area, there is a place where you can start one. Mm-hmm. And um, starting one is fun. It's easy. We have a chapter leader group that is just for chapter leaders. So, um, you know, you have that support from chapter leaders that have been around since the beginning, or me or whatever. And we just kind of um, talk in there, we talk about different activities to do, ways to increase membership, um, just fun events. A lot of them will have like girls nights and, um, like even the charity stuff, um, you know, they'll share all that stuff. They share photos and, and, uh, get other new leaders excited about stuff.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, it's been fun talking with you, Pam, and I hope our paths cross in person sometime. Actually, they have a long time ago, but I, I hope they will again soon. Was it at Zuma? It was at Zuma. Oh my gosh. It was funny. I'm like, wait, I think I might've met Pam at Zuma. Cause gosh, we spent, uh, that Atlanta race. Was that when it was yeah. out at the, um, uh, at the resort? Out? Yeah. Um, uh, why can't I think of the name of it? Um, out in yes. a vineyard and oh my gosh the race was uh the saturday after thanksgiving and so the expo was on friday so my kids still are like mom remember that time you had to fly leave on thanksgiving morning to go to work oh. i'm like yeah i do remember that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brother <laughs> lives in a, uh, my brother lives in atlanta so i ended up getting to and his wife's a very good cook so i guess oh, well, well, i didn't get invited to that <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't have to cook so i thought it was a win <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, then I hope they cross again in person. Yes, me so, too. Yeah. Me too, for sure. Good, good deal. Thanks a lot, Pam. All right, thanks. Our final guest is Katie Proventure, who I had the pleasure of meeting at our podcast recording party in Anchorage. Katie runs Stroller Strong Moms Anchorage, affectionately called Slam, Sweat Like a Mother. Stroller Strong Moms has 18 other locations worldwide. Thanks for joining us, Katie, and good to talk to you again.
4: Yeah, it's so great to be on. Thank you.
0: So
1: Katie, we're going to start with our typical first date questions. Um, (laughs) We would like to know how many kids you have. And also we want to throw in, um, how did you end up in Alaska?
4: Okay. So I have three beautiful little girls. My oldest is six. Her name is Nora. Then I have Lila who is three and my youngest is Emma and she is nine months old. We were brought to the last frontier because Mm -hmm. my husband is in the army and we had orders first to Fort Wainwright. We spent three years up in Fairbanks and then moved down to Anchorage about a year and a half ago.
0: Nice. Nice. And where did you move from?
4: Our previous duty station was Fort Brennan, I'm sorry, Fort Benning, Georgia, which happens to be the founding location for Stroller Strong Moms. But we, both my husband and I were born and raised in New York. I was born on Eastern Long Island and my husband was born in Central New York.
0: Oh my gosh, where in Central New York, I have to ask?
4: (laughs) In a town called Ellenville. It's near Kingston, Hmm. um, west of Albany.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to Colgate, so in Central New York. Oh,
4: cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, all right. So tell us about your history as a runner now.
4: My history is a runner. So I've always been active. In middle school, I ran a couple seasons of cross country. But then in high school, I danced competitively and kind of mm. moved a little bit away from that. But by the time I was in college, I ran my first marathon, the LA Marathon. And then when I got married, my husband encouraged me to do a couple of sprint triathlons with him. So I've always kind of dabbled a little bit. But it wasn't until becoming part of this amazing group that I really pushed myself to um, really identify as a runner and um, train for things that I never imagined I would. Nice, nice.
1: Okay, so you're currently in Alaska, but Stroller Strong Moms was founded in Georgia. Um, Can you share a little bit more of the group's origin story with us?
4: Sure, so the group was started in columbus georgia and i was fortunate enough that when the army moved us to fort benning i lived right around a corner from that founding location (laughs) i was pregnant with my first daughter and i remember seeing this herd of moms running by and working out and thinking that i didn't know if i would ever be able to keep up with them but you know, when you're six weeks postpartum and you're kvetching to your husband that you don't recognize the woman you see in the mirror, he was like, just go, like, just give it a shot, just go. And I went to their one-year anniversary class and have never looked back. Um, for me personally, the combination of having an active lifestyle that I can share with my kids and then the community of women who just kind of scoop you up and lift you up has been serendipitous. And, um, so, Alexa started Stroller Strong Moms there in Columbus, Georgia. And then, when the Army moved us up to Alaska, I had the opportunity to open up both Fairbanks and Anchorage.
0: Nice, nice, nice. I love how you talk about it, about it the group lifting you up and um, kind of, I imagine, propelling you forward.
4: Oh, absolutely. The, this group of women completely removed any ceiling I had created for myself. Like I mentioned, I had kind of casually run my first marathon. I had no, I remember going to the, um, the expo and them kind of like asking me where I thought my pace would be. And I was like, I don't know, like the, the goal is to put one foot in front of the other and make it to the finish line. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I started when my older daughter was about six weeks old. I started Stroller Strong Moms. If you fast forward to just before her second birthday, I will kind of brag on us a little bit. I joined an eight-woman team that ran a 260-mile relay across the state of Georgia, and not only did we win our division that year, we set a course record. No way! And so yeah, yeah, and I, it, it'll that story will always be a highlight for me. It's called the Run Across Georgia, and it's close to a lot of our hearts because the founding location is in Columbus. The second location of Stroller Strong Moms that opened up is in Savannah and the run is from Savannah to Columbus. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, we just dove in and kind of owned that. And then this past year was the last, the 10th and final year of the run. And so I think there were 16 of the owners of Stroller Strong Moms flew from all over the world. I flew with Emma on Her, She was six weeks old the day I flew out. And um, we ran across the state for the final time. And so that's always going to be a little highlight for me of our story of just coming together as a group. It kind of just exemplified what we had been doing for the past six years and just pushing each other and cheering each other on as we sweated our way across Georgia. (laughs)
0: So, okay. So I was going to get to the relay race later on in the questions, but we're going to dive in right now. So what, so uh, you didn't have Emma in the van with you during the run, did you?
4: Oh, we sure did. (laughs) Idiot Sarah.
0: Of course we did.
4: (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's an exclusively breastfed babe who just came across the seat with us. She was really good. Honestly, she, I mean, there was this one point where I was one of my van mates, like, she was riding in the front, I was in the back and she turned around and looked panicked and she was like, oh my goodness, Katie, do we leave them at the gas station? And I was like, um, no. And she was like, oh, I just like realized I hadn't heard her in a while and thought like, where is she? So she was just a dream.
0: It reminds me a little bit of Raising Arizona where they think they leave the baby like they leave be- this car seat on top of the car. And the two guys freak yeah. out. Um, so, um, one of my all-time favorite movies, I must say. Um, so, okay, but you also told me me an email that um, if you were going to talk about the relay, I had to ask you about details of your spray tan. So, oh boy, oh
4: boy. So, the infamous spray tan. So, okay, so here I am again, just six weeks postpartum and living in Alaska for the past five years. So, I am white as a ghost, um, you know, and taking shorts out of the back of my closet that I haven't looked at in ages, you know, brushing the cobwebs off and realizing all my beautiful friends who live in the lower 48, you know, are like golden goddesses who have been training for months to run across Georgia. And I was like, listen here, I have to do something about this. I'm going to get the spray tan. And I knew I was running a risk of sweating some of it off, but I was like, you know, better to have something. So my second leg the second time I ran was in the heat of the day and there were some nice rolling hills and so I'm about I it was about a three and a half mile run so I'm about like two and a half miles in and I'm really starting to sweat and all right full disclosure I was also wearing some Spanx panties because I felt like I needed to just be like a little bit held in like kind of give my bladder a little a little help you know newly postpartum and so I'm running in these Spanx and It's getting hot and I'm immediately regretting it because it's super hot and I have this last hill and I look up and I kind of start to feel that my bladder is letting go and I start leaking and then... It goes from not just leaking to I'm like full blown peeing my pants and I'm like, but I can start to like see the, the edge of the top of this hill and know that I'm going to be able to h- hand off our baton at the top. So I just power through and I get there. And luckily that transition point was at a funeral home who was letting us go in and use their bathrooms. So I like hustle into the bathroom and I go to change and I like have the best moment of relief when I take these spanks off. <laughs> But then I look down and where the urine had run down my legs, there is a stripe, like a tiger stripe. And there is no tan left where I, where I had beat my pants. And I just like walk out and looked at my team and I was like, well, the spanks are officially off, but so is part of my spray tan. And I ran the rest of the race with my tiger stripes down my legs.
0: That uh, might qualify as one of the best TMI anecdotes on this podcast, right up there with when Bethany told us she birthed the tampon in the porta potty right before the Boston Marathon. So you will live in infamy, Katie. <laughs> there we go. I
1: made my mark on another motherfucker.
0: Right. right. <laughs> Oh, uh, now it seems pedestrian to go back and ask you to talk about Stroller Strong. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so we're we're go- okay. So we're going to put the funny aside. We're going, you know. So, uh, <laughs> so as as the group's name hints at, Stroller Strong moms isn't just about running. Um, the website talks about full body workouts. There's some great photos showcasing them. So, like, what's a typical workout like?
4: So we, we show up, we do a, um, a warm-up, and then typically the design for Strollish Young Moms was to meet outside at local parks. But then obviously some of us branched out into places like Alaska, where that only happens for a few months a year. Uh-huh. So when we're inside, we may run laps around the gym, but the typical model will be at the park, we'd kind of do a running route to where we would set up for our first station. Now, the beauty of this is that we do try to meet all moms where they're at. And so you could either, we'll give a walking route and a running route. And honestly, it's my favorite thing when a mom shows up and she says, well, I'm not a runner. And I, you know, say to her, that's okay, you can go with the walking route. But inside, I'm like, yeah, you are. You just don't know it yet. (laughs) Um, I don't think anybody has come and stuck with us and not progress from the running route into, from the walking route to the running route. So um, yeah, so we do our route. We'll get somewhere and we'll do a station that ranges from about five to 10 minutes. Then there'll be another route and there'll be a second station and then there'll be our final route and our third station. Then we usually kind of head back to where we started. We will do like a little bit of a core workout at the end and then we will stretch. So that's um, what a class format would look like. The stations vary from high intensity, um, workouts. We love to do like ladders or every minute on the minute. No two classes will ever be the same. So um, so yeah, that's kind of what a class would look like when you come. We incorporate some um, light hand weights. We also incorporate band work, um, but a lot of times we'll stick with using the environment at the park, whether it's a curb for step-ups or an open field where we can do some sprinting and focus on body weight exercises. Mm
0: -hmm. And so the, so the instructor then has brought the hand weights or the bands or whatever it is and set up those stations at the park ahead of time. Sound like you're running, carrying those things, right?
4: Well, actually, so, um, we always have extra for anybody who might not bring them or is new, but most moms carry their weights in their stroller. Although, Although, you know, most stroller companies, um, would cringe and say they don't recommend that but those baskets can handle those 10 pound hand weights so yeah most moms bring their
0: oh, oh hello emma. emma hello yeah <laughs> she's trying to tell us about the relay race she was like yeah. it wasn't quite as much fun as mom made it out to be uh... yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's um moms will bring their weights and their are and a mat with them to class that's what we recommend they bring uh-huh. but But yeah, there are certain instructors who love heavyweights, and sometimes they will add that to their classes, but they bring those and provide those at a location. They'll be set up at a station for the moms when they get there. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: So since part of um, the group's mission is to show their children your body is the greatest instrument you'll ever own, is it a prereq to be a mom and to bring your kid to the workouts, or do people sometimes show up solo?
4: Oh, definitely, it is not a prereq. Actually, one of my most dedicated members here in Anchorage does not have kids, mm. um, but the there is something very attractive and empowering just about a group of women who come together and wanna do life together, you know. And so she has come and been a really important part of our group. And then sometimes moms will come who their kids are older and in school. And they just want to continue to be challenged with the workouts and part of our community. So, yeah, definitely not a requirement.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of the theme we've been hearing um, all morning is that a lot of women just want to be part of these groups. And, you know, maybe they're a dog mom or they don't even have kids. Um, They just want to be part of you know, they see a bunch of women running by and it's like Forrest Gump. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, jump on in there. This looks fun. <laughs> um, yeah. I was telling Sarah that I actually was part of a, I think it was called Baby Boot Camp. And it was where, you know, everybody shows up with their kids in the stroller. And I was so excited to get back into running after my first child was born. And we ran around a zoo and my child screamed the entire time because he <laughs> was in this weird phase where he had to see me at all times. Um, and now of course, you know, they have the ones where it's facing you, but at the time he was facing out, we were actually asked to leave because he was scaring the penguins. Um, <laughs> but how do you, how do you deal with that? There's a lot of moms I see who, and I went through this, then I started going to the gym. I would get called to the little daycare center because he was crying. And so I'd get into like my first mile start feeling good. I hear my name on the loudspeaker. So how do you um, deal with that as a group? How do you help moms through that process of the screaming kid in the stroller when you're you know, trying to work out?
4: Right. Well, what's so special about this group for the stage of life where you have your kid is that we do try to make them part of it. Um, and so we'll, there'll be an instructor who may have a big bubble wand or bring a bubble machine and we'll do bubbles or the station may kind of be set up where there's... Our, when, one of our favorite is to have those rubber duck those little rubber duckies on one side of the field and you'll sprint across the fields grab your ducky and it may have an <laughs> exercise on the bottom of it or the na- amount of reps that you have to complete for that round but then you're kind of collecting duckies for your kids to play with on the stroller <laughs> um but i can tell you that everybody has rough days everybody has a day where their kids just not having it and crying in the stroller and the instructor team is there to help with that but they do get used to it. And I used to have a little bit of mom guilt because my oldest daughter was extremely attached. Um, But she got used to it. And then there were days when she got older and she could vocalize it that she wanted to go to stroller class. Mm. Like if I was having a morning where I thought I needed to stay home and get an extra little laundry and she was like, oh, we're not going to stroller class. Mm. Um, And then to watch as they get older and maybe my oldest daughter is been evicted from my stroller i was about 30 weeks pregnant with emma doing a turkey trot and i was like this is it kid um you know you're evicted you're gonna be running with me now and she it's amazing to watch her when she has a day off her school and gets to come with me because she just loves she like is excited to come and do the workout with us and we just finished a burpee challenge this winter and my three-year-old i will kind of like look at at home and she's doing burpees and so (laughs) The the excitement and the positivity they catch, and so yes, there are rough days. Um, When my youngest daughter was an infant, like I said, she was real attached, and my husband deployed when she was about two months old. Mm. And so the the owner of Stroller Strong Mom Columbus now, her name's Rebecca, she was like the only person in the world at that point who could hold Nora without her losing her mind. I mean, family was far, so their visits were you know sporadic, and she wasn't super close with you know, grandma yet. So um, it is, again, just kind of the beauty of this community that you have these friendships and these women who become, who become your family, you know, friends who become like family. And again, I w- it's just another part of this program. We are predominantly run by military spouses, Mm -hmm. but it is not exclusive to military spouses. It started in a military town, and so a lot of us who moved away just kind of grabbed on, you know, and took it with us to our next duty station, but for me personally, it's been a way to really, like, dig in and make some roots in the local community and have those friendships with women who aren't attached to the military in any way, and Rebecca's one of them. Some of uh, my closest friends up in Fairbanks, I, you know, was able to become close with them through our daily interactions as roller show mom and they're not connected to the military so Mm -hmm. that was kind of a little bit of a I guess complicated answer but yeah they get used to it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well you answer my next question then which was that I when we talked I got the sense that there was a military spouse component so is that also part of the reason why it is spread internationally fairly quickly
4: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we had two of our, um, our members move to England get mm-hmm. orders to go to England and they opened up there.
0: Nice, nice,
1: nice. So motherhood can be an isolating experience, especially for moms who don't work outside the home and who have little babies It's you know it's hard to get out like we were talking about earlier and meet people it feels like you're always on a first date. Um, Tell us more about the community aspect of programs like Stroller Strong Moms, especially if you have a story that kind of stands out in your mind.
4: Sure. Um, I think, again, I'll bring up, you know, the aspect of that we're, that we're military spouses. And so sometimes you have to make your friendships kind of fast and furious. You mm. have to dig in. And for me, I can look back at, our duty stations and every single one of the women that I've left with lifetime friendships from, I've, you know, had a connection with through stroller strong moms, oh. my lifelong best friend. I became pregnant with when we, with Nora at Fort Drummond, she was pregnant with her oldest son as well. She is the owner of Savannah. And so we talk daily, whether it's about our kids or the business. And so when, you know, my three-year-old's playing in the kitchen, she picks up the phone and she says, hey, Cassie, you know, how are you? And so, and then I was fortunate enough when we moved for Alaska, one of my best running friends from Columbus moved to Fort Wainwright with me at the time. And we were able to kind of take on Alaska Together, And I, I don't know that I would have had the courage to be as adventurous and explore or even open Stroller Strong there without, you know, her encouragement and friendship. But I do have one quick funny story about the kind of friendships that um, kind of evolve. So, I hope Rebecca doesn't get mad at me for telling this story. But so when we when I lived in Columbus, Georgia, I lived around the corner from Rebecca. She owns Stroller Show on Columbus. And this one day she calls me in a total panic. And she was like, Katie, I need you to get over here. Nina, her second daughter, her foot is stuck in this picnic table. And I was like, what? I like threw Nora in the stroller and sprints around the corner to her house. And I get there and sure enough, Nina's leg is like stuck between one of the slats um, in this child-sized picnic table. Oh and now we're like pulling pouring olive oil on it and I'm thinking we're gonna have to call the fire department to come like cut this thing like this is nuts and then Nina just kind of she was facing backwards she like turned around and then her leg was at the right angle and just like slipped right out and walked away and I just looked at Reba like are we that dumb like that we didn't see that she just was like sitting at this funny angle but it's those kind of friendships where you can call about anything there's no judgment you know we we help each other figure it out we're just in the trenches together and that's what I love about this community. Community so much. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Those friendships bonded over olive oil and, and, yeah. <laughs> and stuck appendages. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Katie, thanks for joining us. And I, um, I'm hoping to see you again, because I'm, uh, we're fairly certain that uh, I'll be going back up to Anchorage for the um, mayor's marathon again. So
4: Oh, awesome. I can't wait to see you. And I love a good relay. So I'm sure you'll see a couple of Strong Mom teams out there. I will be talking some mamas into joining some of those relay teams. And
0: maybe a spray tan. Um. And
4: and maybe a spray tan.
0: No spanks, No spanks. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Take care, Katie.
4: Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.
0: All right. And this is probably your last chance to order the Valentine's Day Runner Box for your beloved or befriended it is $60 actually 60 plus dollars worth of goodies for just $30 it includes gear and goodies including aftershock sport towel a pair of Balega running socks a trigger point massage ball limited edition limited edition mile markings temporary tattoo a bunch of chocolate yummies like omega white chocolate raspberry bar plus a tube of lemon line lime noon oh my goodness can i say it all there's so much in there i i just stumble over the words so uh to buy yours today do not delay go to the runnerbox.com again that's the runnerbox.com and it's a joint collaboration between us and runnerbox our podcast today was produced in portland oregon by alex ward from sounds like pictures many happy miles